Welcome back to the Terrible Warriors. I'm not your GM today, Justin Eacock, and I'm not your GM because we're not playing a game. What, what the hell's going on here? This is an actual play podcast. The reason we're not playing is it's an, uh, it's an odd week, the fifth week in May. <laughs> we, we do we do four-part one-shots. What the hell am I supposed to do with a fifth week? So when it worked out, luckily enough, our friends over at the Cambridge Chronicles are getting ready for a very special event. And, you know, it's almost been a year since we started all that. I wanted to bring them on to talk about how their experiences over there have been. Well, also, like, what the hell's the Cambridge Chronicles, you ask? And at which point I now get mad at you. What kind of a fan are you? I've been promoting it for years. I am not alone at this table. I would like to introduce you to uh, our our founding member, actually, uh, live from Guelph, the Birdman himself. Greetings, motherfuckers. Gonna get this out of the way. Mature language ahead. Oh, yeah, I mean, we've had the explicit rating from the beginning, all because of you. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and of course, uh, Birdman is joined by, uh, like, really your partner in crime these days, uh, also coming in from Guelph. Alex. Alex, yeah. Yes. Alex, Alex, the man of many uh, nicknames who never really figured it out. Yeah, we've got nothing yet, really. I'm, I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> you just went with Alex. <laughs> it's easy. Just to, to, to bring us back to uh, what, what was it? November when we started, or October? It was it was it was, it was November. It was after uh, your Call of Cthulhu game, Mike, and uh, the uh, the Friday Thirteenth and all that. Um, you went and you did a thing <laughs> to to quote a game. You came to me with like a dozen or so at the time recordings of a long form Dungeons and Dragons game. You just went and recorded. No one asked for permission. You just went out and did it. I was like, oh crap. Uh, but I didn't want to lose it. I didn't want to send it away. Uh, but obviously with the Terrible Warrior format as it is, we didn't really have room to integrate it into our playlist. So we had an opportunity for the very first Terrible Warrior spinoff. And because the two of you are out in Guelph and you named it uh, as such, you, you set your game in Cambridge, uh, we titled this show The Cambridge Chronicles. And since then, we have been releasing every single Friday. We actually never even missed a week even despite uh, your time there spent in the hospital uh, and for every week since the beginning we have been following uh, a group of ne'er-do-wells as they have traveled through Faerun um, getting up to no good pretty much everything I've been listening to and uh, now you have told me and Alex has told me you have recorded now the final two episodes to Cambridge Chronicles the story as it is is coming to an end. And this isn't just a season finale for this particular story. Uh, it's a series finale for Dungeons and & Dragons, and Cambridge Chronicles is going to mutate off into somewhere else. So did I pretty much kind of sum it all up? Yeah, more or less. I mean, all right, great. This project... Bye, everyone. <laughs> yep. It's a lot of fun. Thanks for joining me. Uh, <laughs> what's it been like? I was thinking today, it's a little like when Angel left Buffy to go start on his own show. You're still part of our Buffyverse, but you've been off in L.A. doing your own thing and uh, still here hanging out in Discord and certainly not like on our on our games. And a lot of that was also um, circumstantial. We kept recording games while you were in the hospital. So by the time you were better, we're done. We had all our games recorded. Uh, what's it been like there having the reins of your own show again and and, and making the Cambridge Chronicles come to life? It's been interesting because this is the first time I've actually had a chance to run Dungeons and Dragons, which is a game 
I've long feared running because the lore is so deep, the lore is so rich. Where do I set it? Mistara, Faerun, Kryn, etc. So the Forgotten Realms, Greyhawk. And <clears throat> originally, the Cambridge Chronicles began as Alex had mentioned, hey, Mike, do you want to play some D&D and just kind of, you know, fuck around? And I'm like, okay. And I had my friends AJ and Dave come up, and I said I'd run a one-shot with them on, I think it was like the August long weekend or something last year and it just can't yeah it was uh a long weekend yeah and it just kind of mutated from there alex came up for like a day or so and then i invited my buddy tristan who'd always wanted to play D D. he's like well i've never played before and i've always wanted to try and it just kind of mutated from there and it's the longest running continuous game i've run in 20 plus years yeah and uh it's been nice the final count uh not including bonus episodes like uh the roadmap episode that we put out last friday the final count for every story episode is 35 episodes uh that's i mean that's longer than most tv seasons uh it was a 35 episode uh campaign um and uh from the beginning i mean it started innocently enough didn't it uh just um uh oh man take me all the way back uh with uh, this drug trade that was going on in a thieves guild or is that not even at the very beginning no that was later on originally it was to go rescue the daughter of lord kilsh from a pirate uh who had taken her hostage which turns out not really she'd run away because she was in love little did we know that things would change much much later and she'd be involved in this plot where she was trying to resurrect a dark god betray her father and pretty much uh screw over my two druids and my rogue and uh yeah it a lot of this was pretty pretty heavily screwed up i mean one of the things one of the cambridge chronicle secrets is i wanted to base this on skyrim and what i mean by that is i wanted the mission structure like hey you can go do an adventure and come back i didn't intend for it to turn into this big epic to save the world i wanted it to be little bite-sized adventures that would fit the four-hour format yeah just a, a bunch of linking quests which yeah. which is what the tale of two druids was supposed to be it was just supposed to be a side quest because you you didn't have every player that week you only had two people and that particular episode or string of episodes set in motion uh i think where we are now heading into the finale yeah, Alex and his fucking basilisks. You're Jesus welcome, Christ. I think. <laughs> well, you see, initially we said, hey, most of these shows on the Terrible Warriors are, you know, the four episode arcs. Can we do an eight or 12 episode three parter? And then it turned into, hey, let's just keep playing and see where it goes. And I know you said you wanted to keep it as uh, individual quests, but I didn't. This is my first real RPG in, in this traditional sense. Everything I've played previously had been fate core system with you guys and i found okay well let's just play this and see where it goes and i i, I made some pretty big mistakes <laughs> <laughs> but story-wise but they felt very organic and that's what i liked about it you weren't beholden to like you were going to make up your mind what made sense for your character it wasn't going to be i'm going to be dirk heroic here i'm gonna be i am dargo de bear fucker yeah this makes sense to me <laughs> uh, the, the 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 mistake you're saying is and, and i don't want to throw too many spoilers because this is also like now that we're coming to the end of the series uh there's a good chance uh listeners who've been holding off 
for the story to end so they can then listen to it all in one go, knowing that there is an ending. Um, you're, you're, you're tasked with making a choice. You're given a wish. And you, um, you weren't so altruistic with that particular wish. And Mike has decided ever since to remind you just how selfish you were and <laughs> has made everyone in this world life a living <laughs> hell uh, from that point. There's very much a before and after moment. And, I, and you've, been, you've been carrying this, uh, literally, this shame uh, with you ever since. Um, what was it like, uh, Alex, to return to the same character... 35 times in a row. I know it wasn't like 35 different days. Uh, you recorded a lot of these hours in single sessions and then broke them down. But still, for 35 hours, more or less, you've been playing it, through it with this. It feels with... like it's been a year. It feels yeah. like I just, it's like I'm, a best example would be like playing an MMO where you might step away for a few days at a time and then you come back and you just right back into it. And uh, there were a couple breaks where we had longer periods between and uh the feeling out processes usually in about 10, 15 minutes, you get back into your character and you go, okay, where are we going from here? I found it um, much more rewarding than uh, jumping from, if we were to jump every time we recorded to a different character. But at the same time, uh, you, you want to correct the mistakes maybe that you've made when I was, when I was developing my character, I developed him as a comedy type character. And then when we realized the, crew we were left with and the characters we had I had to shift uh, very much so from being the comedic character into being basically uh, the damage dealer for the entire group well, and also team captain as well uh, listening to them <laughs> uh, the other two players uh, 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 Lee and uh, Tristan aren't as even with your limited background Alex as experienced and so a lot of the times they do look to you <laughs> for what should we do next you're the bear fucker. Tell us what to do. Uh, and, yes, I am. And you went from being the clown in the first seven episodes to uh, being the only one left who had um, that sort of narrative authority. I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And just sort of helping it move forward because... Just in a meta sense. You weren't like necessarily the leader of the group, but I think, Alex, you were the leader of the play group. Yeah, that, that's probably fair to say because, uh, you know, Birdman here, he's... He he has a, quite an imagination, but at the same time, we got to play off of him too, and and uh, bring each other up to the plate. Mike is pretty unforgiving. Uh, tell me about your notes, Mike. Uh, you you talk about it in the roadmap, <laughs> and you get into it during the debriefs oh, a lot. Oh God, the notes! But as I understand it, you um. Uh, you almost wrote yourself into an early grave writing for this game. Uh, how um how much of Cambridge Chronicles changed? And how much of it has just been your meticulous diary keeping? I know you've talked about uh, in the moment you're making up the plot points and, and, and improvising and rolling with it. But you're also writing every single detail down so you can remind them later what they've done. Yeah, yeah. basically uh, how I write Cambridge is like, okay, here's what started. Here's where they're going. What big events or what scenes do I want to have happen? I always think of them as action beats like... If I was writing a television show, what's the, what's going to cost me money? And I write these scenes out and then I'm like, okay, I try and integrate them into the play session. And as I'm writing in my notebook, I leave one or two pieces of paper blank. 
If they hit the action beat, great. I write the consequences of what's happened. Did they kill the monster? Did they grab something cool? Did something happen? Did they talk to an NPC? Stuff like that. And I would keep notes on every session. If they went off off the reservation, as the saying goes, I'd be like, okay, here's where they're headed. Here's the decisions they're making. And then on the next page, before I'd prep the next adventure, I'm like, okay, where can I take this? And I'd plot out one or two things that could happen. And then I'd start the process over again. Okay, they're headed to the east. What's in the east? What can I do with it? And once again, I'd plan out my like action beats and my story beats that way. And uh, I showed Alex, Tristan, and Lee my notes. I think Cambridge was a quarter. It was what Alex, like a quarter of an inch thick. It had to be about sixty of, pages or like, so in, in your, your book. Yeah, and then not to mention yeah, the so. fact that you had uh, maps laminated, like full size, uh, like three foot maps. <laughs> Yeah, like that's something I'm so glad Wizards of the Coast, they provided high-res downloads of the maps. So Faerun, I have a map of the Sword Coast laminated and we drew on it with markers. I'm like, Alex, tell me how your group's getting to Antioch. And they, okay, we're going to go up here and we'll turn here. Or we're going to go check out Baldur's Gate or whatever. And these guys would map it out. And then when we got to Antioch, I had a D&D book that detailed the the area. And I pulled out that map from D&D 2nd Edition. And I'm like, okay, show me here. Where do you want to go? And I really think it was a valuable tool to have maps like this. I, I typically don't like playing with like miniatures, but I love maps because they show the environment. So getting ready for a long-form Dungeons & Dragons game, how much... Uh, prep work in advance do you think if I'm looking at running a game and I've not run a long form D&D game in a very long time how much prep work should I be putting into to write in advance in terms of characters and settings and how much of it can I just uh, start with a uh, bar brawl and then take it from there um, it depends on what type of game you want to you want to you want to play, and that really depends on knowing your players. Like with Alex, I'm always expecting. All right, what stupid shit is he gonna pull this time? And I always expect comedy out of Alex because <laughs> Alex is the laugh a minute guy. And with Tristan, I expect something a little bit more serious. So I'm okay. Do I balance between serious and comedy? Do you go one way? Do I go the other? I mean, it could be just it could turn into a dungeon crawl or it could turn into some serious character moment. And when planning a long form game, you have to know your players. What do they want? Will they get into your your story and Alex is a guy who doesn't take much serious which is fine but when I tell a cool story he'll get into it for example how much he got in the Friday the 13th and Call of Cthulhu because when he does character work when he tells me his background it gets interesting I'm like okay he gives a shit about the story and the bear fucker started off as a comedy character but then he started filling in the blanks yeah a legitimate background. folk hero who just happens to carry around this 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 uh bare penis bone with him um it's pronounced the, uh, vacuum <laughs> vacuum the, the whole thing here alex is it also felt there were a lot of moments where you would go what is mike thinking i'm going to do here and how can i do the complete opposite of that oh there, there's plenty of that i've done that and then the stares of death i would get back from him it's like no and he, i'd see him look at his notebook and go no i have four pages written for what happens next yeah, and then Mike goes, well, roll for it. Just maybe he can use the, the dice rolls to corral you back and in. And then it would be like nat 20. <laughs> nat, natural 20. You're like, 
damn it. And now you've committed, Mike, because you allowed him to roll for it, which means you left it to the gods to decide. Um, That's true. So uh, do you want to start with uh, the good or the bad first, uh, uh, looking back on Cambridge Chronicles? What was your, um, your favorite moment in the last 33 episodes? Because, of course, there are two more episodes that haven't come out yet. One of the one of my favorite moments of the game overall, and it's a moment that Alex did. Um, there's a moment when they come back to Cambridge and they're being celebrated as heroes, where there's the huge festival of the sun going on, and I look at Alex and I'm like, "You say you're a hero? Tell me a story." And Alex freezes on the spot. I'm like, "All right, you want to improvise with the best? Prepare to dance, motherfucker!" And it was just Alex watching the panic go from my eyes to his eyes for a change. Was kind of a nice moment. But he started talking, making stuff up, and he followed my lead as best he could because I literally put him right on the spot. Yeah, it got that to a point, a Mike, moment. where Alex was constantly doing everything you didn't. He. Alex was constantly choosing to do things you didn't expect your players to do. So then you started expectingly going ahead and creating story items that the players would never have anticipated. And it became this one-upmanship competition between the two of you. Uh, Alex, what was your favorite um, moment in the last 33? I I have a couple. Uh, I would say not dooming the world. That wouldn't be one of my favorites, except it did provide a lot of story. I would say my favorite moment is something simple, which is when we were attacked by the mummy and we got the staff and I assumed because it was a staff with that looked demonic that it was controlling zombies and other mummies. So my choice to break it in half was, I thought oh, this is the best choice I could possibly make only to find out it was a healing staff that could have uh, revived us and saved us and... <laughs> Without and... <laughs> going too much into details, because I, of course, have listened to the finale, because um, I edit these shows, the uh, you have been holding on the whole time, or most of the time, to healing items and even items of resurrection that none of you are aware of, <laughs> and you don't find out until the debrief. <laughs> and so I'm just leaving it True. out there for the listener. When you're listening, try and listen in and guess which items those are, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 how that might have uh, uh, made the, uh, the, the our, our conclusion to the story turn out a little differently. Um, <laughs> but I mean, uh, it, it makes sense. We never went to get items checked out to see what they were. No, you've never we got just... anything appraised. You never go and like at, you, you do sell some very valuable items actually uh, for not what they were worth, as it turns out. Um, the, a particular sword that was handed away uh, a while ago, Mike. I know you you went out of your way to give everyone uh, items that were going to aid them in their future, and then they immediately hawked them for gold. I kept the spear, yeah, and that was like, about you it. Fucking assholes! <laughs> and I kept that really so, nice hat. So going into regrets, uh, Alex, we'll start with you because Mike went first last time. Um, in the last thirty-three episodes, what do you wish uh, could have been differently? Not necessarily was a bad memory or regrets, but uh, it's just something you look back on and go, eh, if we did this a second time, I would go this way. Either uh, play style or narratively. Um, what have you learned? Uh, a couple things would be because we recorded uh, fairly sparse throughout uh, the year, where it was, we didn't have a dedicated schedule because of life getting in the way for multiple reasons. 
Uh, I would have preferred to have made more diligent notes myself and not had to rely. I had, I had some notes, but nothing to the extent that uh, Birdman had. And I would say in the future, from every player needs to have a set of, of diligent notes, especially if you're going to be taking a few weeks between sessions. So, you know what I think would be great is um, creating a fan wiki and seeing if our listeners want to help keep track of that stuff for us as well. Well, there actually was a fan who was transcribing what happened in some of the early episodes. I think her her name was Ember Celia was helping me out. I'm like, I need yeah. some help here, and she transcribed some stuff for me. So she was a big help. But I want to look into how I difficult that, I want to look into how difficult that might be to actually set up a fan wiki. Um, because yeah, like if fans are going and doing that already on their own, uh, it might be nice uh, for them to uh, paste that onto pages, and then we can go back and be like, oh yeah, remember these characters? I remember now. <laughs> You can or hey, there's Mike's plot inconsistencies. Yeah, oh, exactly. Boy. Yeah, we have a <laughs> whole happens. page on plot holes. I'm pretty sure our, our HPs uh, varied from episode to episode by a few points each time of where we were. <laughs> sure, <laughs> continuity errors are part of the fun, though. Um, Mike, what have you learned uh, here uh, <sighs> over over this? I need scratch paper to track monsters because on, the way I was doing monsters is I'd keep track on the iPad and my phone, so I'd have to juggle between three and five yeah. monsters. And I'd be like, okay, I fucked up that HP. Fuck it, I'll just have it and go with it. Yeah, I use, Stuff like that. I use PDFs and that when I'm playing through games, but there, it, nothing beats the speed of being able to just jot down chicken scratch notes real quickly to keep track of of damage and effects and and and, and HP and and uh, you know things that are going on in the environment. Uh, having to type all that out, it's it's just not as simple as just writing right into the margins. Um, I think if if I did have one regret, is I'd wish I'd learned some of the rules. A little bit better. I'm still sketchy on spell casting. Yeah. And we've played for 35 episodes. I found an explanation on Reddit that did a really good job of breaking it down. But oh, I'd man. have to I'd have to look at it every time we play. How many episodes are we in now into Star Trek Adventures? And I'm still uh, uh, I've actually scrapped entire episodes because I screwed up the combat so bad. I've asked them, okay, let's go back to those two hours again because uh, I, oh, wow. I, I, I wow. messed up the ship combat so badly that I felt like I was cheating everyone else out of an actual victory. Um, and it's like I don't want you to win because I was bad. And I certainly don't want you to lose because I didn't know what I was doing. And uh, so we, we broke for a week and I read over the rules and did it again. So I've now started, um, I don't know how much Star Trek Adventures is going to continue on the podcast or it might turn out like Cambridge Chronicles might spin it off as its own thing. But um, uh, I have started uh, my own uh, gaming group just with friends just so I can keep learning uh, these rules so that I, when I actually show up to the podcast to record, I know what I'm doing. Um and, and, and Mike, you and I have both been talking about this, and, and we'll be announcing it more into the summer, uh, but we're hoping to get our Patreon supporters who would like to join us to help us learn these games as well in a, sort of a VIP club where uh, once a month uh, uh, we'll be running um, private games, not recorded, uh, for Patreon supporters that want to be a part of that to also join us in games, but also to help us uh, practice games before we record them for the podcast. So we have a way of focus grouping and stress testing them in advance. And uh, I think that's going to be really neat. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of our Patreon supporters, especially those that hang out in the Discord that I'd love to play with because a lot of people have been saying in our Discord, hey, where's Birdman? And just having a chance to play with some of these people I think would be a great way to give back because they've been so supportive of us for the year our Patreon's been up. This is a great way for us to say, hey, you know what? Thank you. Yeah, and it's uh, uh, 
something too. Like, there's only so many episodes of Terrible Warriors and Cambridge Chronicles that I can listen to of us learning the rules again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, we, we yeah. get it. We we're terrible. <laughs> we're the worst. Well, no, mem- um, memorizing things like having spell cards. Tristan uh, picked up a set of druid spell cards, and that helped a lot. Now, oh yeah, having that cheat sped sheets. the game up so quickly. Uh, I, I found some flashcards that I print out now for games uh, when I'm running in Star Trek or Powered by Apocalypse, and having that cheat sheet for your players so they can reference rules as you play, rather than having to flip through the core book, is is invaluable. So Cambridge Chronicles: The Story, uh, the 35 episode Dungeons and Dragons campaign, is going to end in two weeks, and it's going to be uh, there. There is no loose ends here. There is no, maybe they come back, maybe there's a, uh, like another part, maybe there is something. No, it's over. And you'll, in two weeks, you'll, you'll know just, it's definitively complete. Um, but this isn't the end of the Cambridge Chronicles podcast. The project is going to continue into something else. And uh, you talked about it in the roadmap last uh, Friday on your own feed, and you get into it more in the debrief at the end, uh, but that's behind a, a Patreon wall. So, let us know what what what's going to happen, Birdman. We still want to hear you. Uh, what's next well, for Cambridge Chronicles? Well, someone in our Discord described it perfectly, and they described it as Cambridge Chronicles as like Final Fantasy, whereas it's a different adventure every game. It's a different it's a different thing. So what we're going to do is during the summer, we're going to have a bunch of one offs. Alex described it as like a TV season. Or series. So think of the next couple months as mini movies, mini campaigns, a couple of one shot games for games that may continue, they may not. And then coming in the fall, Cambridge Chronicles will pick a new long form game that may not run 40 episodes. It may run like 12 or 13 or even 8 to 10 or whatever. Or 65. And then we'll move on to a different game. Or 65. Oh, God, so no, not 65. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on to new games like it might be Shatteron, it could be Call of Cthulhu, it could be Battletech, it could be anything you can imagine. And that's the magic of the Cambridge Chronicles is that I play best when given someone else's tool set. You give me a set of action figures, I'll give you something cool. Give me 20 minutes and I'll figure something out. Um, and that's my strength. Cambridge Chronicles plays to my strength. I am... That's what I am. I play with action figures, I and saw I'm on glad Twitter. I have a. I saw on Twitter you got a uh, you got a little present from Paizo. Uh, yes. Yep, you're gonna be playing. You're gonna be playing Starfinder over the summer. Yes, that's and true. And that's Alex's baby. Alex, tell him about it. Yeah. So I've got a couple things I'm gonna do for the one-offs this summer. I'm looking at running a simple game to start, uh, based in World War One. I. I haven't decided on the system yet, but the second game I'll be running will be the Paizo Starfinder game because they sent a package in with the core rulebook, uh, the Alien Archive, and uh, the, the first, uh, I guess their splat book, their first uh, mission campaign. And I'm reading over that. There's a lot to read, because that's, you know, we're talking probably upwards of seven, 800 pages and everything. And I'll be running that in the summer. So like we said, it's going to be like mini movies in the summer. And then in the fall, think of it like those old uh, movie of the week, uh, that umbrella series they used to have on uh, ABC or NBC where you might have uh, Columbo for a few weeks in a row, which could in this case be eight episodes, and then we'll cycle into another show. So the idea is season two might be two or three shows that we cycle through in uh, longer periods of time, but not. we're not talking, we're not probably going to do 30 episodes uh, per show. It might be, like Mike said, eight, 12, maybe 15, and then we cycle into another show. 
Hey, Alex, I was just doing a little Googling here. I wasn't listening to what you're saying. World War One <laughs> RPG, you don't know what setting to use? Uh, Is that correct? Well, I think he means rule set. I, I, yeah, got... yeah, 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 yeah. Have you, have, you, have you heard of Ross Rifles? No, I have not. Ross Rifles is an RPG, tabletop RPG, set in World War One, uh, using the Powered by Apocalypse rules. It is really good. I and shall I've look into it. And I've a number of friends who've played it, and it, it's been on sort of like, not my short list, but definitely on my long list of to look into it. And um, uh, yeah, look into it. Uh, I think, especially as a summer special one-off, uh, Apocalypse games can be um, real easy to pick up and run um, versus something with more of a heft to it. Uh, yeah, look into look into it. That's my tip. Look into Ross Rifles. I will. Um, <laughs> and uh, so you're going to give us these summer events, these little one-shot summer specials, uh, and maybe they'll turn into something more in the future. Maybe they won't. And then when you're ready to announce it, uh, we'll be releasing these as like bonus episodes if people are following through on particular RSS feeds that, that uh, read those titles. When we're ready, we'll flip the number up to Season 2, Episode 1, and we might have a new logo that we'll write up, uh, maybe like uh, Hess Bell uh, made a, a, an amazing logo for Cambridge Chronicles. We were already about 17 episodes in by the time we were ready to release the podcast. So we had enough uh, details uh, to uh, create that that like collection of imagery. Um, and uh, maybe we'll we'll see if Hess or another artist is available to uh, to update that title card for the new season two setting same deal with uh ori ori you listening uh we're probably gonna uh tap our 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 favorite troubadour as well to update the theme song that you hear on cambridge chronicles uh with uh with whatever it is you decide if you want to do it in starfinder or battletech or call cthulhu i think it would be really neat like uh, american horror story style to take the same theme song opening but twist it to the new setting because you're right it's like um uh, uh, like uh, American Horror Story, or uh, what was the other example that you used? Those umbrella series where they used to have, where it was like uh, mystery shows, like Columbo, and then it would be yeah, uh, or Final Fantasy, uh, yeah. w- w- like that, where where each each um, iteration is its own standalone story that isn't really connected. There's no shared universe, uh, but it's uh, uh, it, it's connected only by name and the creative. Uh, power behind it and ele- um, elements might be a part of it there might be certain things that appear again like the moogles that show up in every final fantasy game yeah maybe there's a bear fucker in every cambridge there Chronicle might universe. be maybe <laughs> maybe in starfinder the bear fucker is a giant like uh galactus that eats planets that uh, could, that would be the bear fucker is a wicked shadow runner <laughs> name i'm just saying <laughs> he's an info he's, a, he's an information broker isn't he and uh he, he's got a finger in every pie uh, in every bear. Oh, no. Uh, oh, God. So, oh, oh, God. Uh, I, I, I'm really excited to see what happens with, with, uh, with Cambridge Chronicles uh, in the future. I, I'm really happy with how this turned out. There, you, you, you overcame a lot of technical issues, personal issues. Uh, you, you, you put out a game every single week without missing a single week uh, for uh, uh, 35 weeks, for the better part of a year. Um, that's, uh, that's really something else. And uh, we'll be, I'll be working with you and, and you'll be working with me to, uh, to keep this thing alive because I think it's, it's really neat. It's, it's a little different from what Terrible Warriors does now. Uh, in the last um, two years... I think uh, Terrible Warriors has moved towards uh, really trying to showcase 
new games uh, and independent games that uh, go beyond Dungeons and Dragons. And at times, I think it can. There's an impression that we don't like Dungeons and Dragons anymore, uh, and I don't think that's true. I don't think that's fair. Uh, we just want to expose players who've only ever played Dungeons and Dragons to trying something new. And in the same way, Cambridge Chronicles, you're almost doing the complete opposite, where you're reminding players who've left Dungeons and Dragons, "Hey, this game's still really awesome. Come back and check it out." And uh, and and so we we end up orbiting each other um, without. Uh, overlapping too much uh, and uh, and it really uh, I mean Mike you remember those very first days when we were recording out of Steve's living room and that um, I'm sure the Cambridge Chronicle sessions have felt a lot like that first year of Terrible Warriors eh? Yeah I mean very much so I mean we all sit around my, my living room uh, with lavalier microphones sitting in my wheelchair a DX racer chair and my big command throne and <laughs> The sound quality, like we do like a half hour of testing. We're like, okay, we think it sounds good. We're like, oh my God, it's so hot. How are we going to survive? It doesn't matter. We play D&D and we sweat and we deal with it. Um, <clears throat> and that's what I like about Cambridge. We, we may not always sound the most polished, but I think we sound like we're so energetic and so stupid into it. It's ridiculous. It's a separate yeah, it's, flavor. It's, you know, you, you come to yeah. us for for a a... It's basically a house party. Grab a beer, grab a bag of chips, sit down in the corner and listen into this living room session. Exactly. Uh, and Terrible Warriors, you know, we're we're bringing in guests, we're trying new games, we're recording out of a fucking radio station. Uh, we're uh, it, it it's it, we're just trying something different. You know, I'm uh, as as someone a radio producer myself, I'm always trying to just push the technical limitations of the show and challenge myself, maybe at the expense of our audience. For all I know, uh, and uh, and it, it we we just have not divergent visions but um independent ideas and and it's been really nice to uh be able to and and i didn't offer the cambridge chronicles our patreon supporters did that uh cambridge chronicles the the hosting uh the uh the 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 uh paying the commissioning like that art and the music we 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 paid those artists uh, hespel and ori got paid for their work um and they got paid because of our support through Patreon. And uh, the same deal with being able to host your show on Libsyn and, and, and put that out there and, and through Squarespace on our website, that's paid for by, by Patreon supporters. And I know you're not getting any money out of this. I'm not getting any money out of this. Uh, but Cambridge Chronicles was uh, my idea to deal with all these extra episodes that we had recorded. But it was possible because of our support from listeners like you who have chosen to support us on patreon um so that's that's really awesome and and that we we haven't lost any support there's still the money's still there so the show goes on uh and uh and as long as that happens we're gonna keep making cambridge chronicles and uh now in edmonton uh i'm getting word from the uh the edmonton crew derek the bard has moved back to ottawa but uh cam and shane and will and the rest they're still out in edmonton now leaderless and rudderless uh, adrift on the ocean of good ideas and uh they're working on getting some mics together and trying out some things and they're starting to message me like we might be ready to bring the edmonton crew back and i would look into that as a third show we'd have the terrible warriors out of toronto the cambridge crow out of cambridge really out of guelph and uh, and then the edmonton crew on their show 
Um, and uh, and that's that. Uh, we wouldn't have been able to do that three years ago uh, before Patreon. It's it's really uh, it's really fun. It's really exciting. I'm I'm, oh, I'm so pumped. We're getting ready for our sixth year, Mike. Uh, that's uh, that's that's nonsense. That's just complete I know. bonkers. And this began as a twig project. I remember after Con Bravo 2012, we were all sitting around after D20 Live after I'd played with Spoonie, Linkara, and I think it was Rue. And we're like, we could do this. This is so easy. And then we sat around and uh, Sorry, I think it was my sister-in-law's so easy, apartment. Huh? It's not easy. <laughs> not easy. Well, it sounded, it sounded so easy at first. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we've done remote records before. And then we go to yeah, my sister-in-law's apartment and played video game expendables but as you know it's one thing to record one game it's another thing to record uh i think terrible warriors is up to almost 70 games now and cambridge chronicles with 35 episodes uh uh, these are marathons, not not uh, uh, not just not running sprints. around, not just running around a lap. Um, it, it's the full it's the full thing. Uh, so Cambridge Chronicles, I know I'm going to be titling it as the end <laughs> in two weeks, but it's not the end. It's the end of this story. It's like season one of American Horror Story. No one knew at the time that that story was going to end in season one with spoiler alert by the way for anyone who hasn't watched american horror story everyone died at the end of that season and then they all became ghosts in the house uh and uh, and then it was like oh uh, how are they going to do season two well because season two is going to be an entirely new setting uh in an asylum and it's going to have new characters and a new timeline and new rules about how that universe works and i think that's going to be very similar to what cambridge chronicles is it's the story is going to wrap up and you're going to wave goodbye to Dungeons and Dragons and Faerun and the Sword Coast and to those stupid, stupid druids, and uh, and then try out some new games over the summer while we just like fuck around all summer, and then in the fall, uh, at a time of your choosing, we will announce the second season. Maybe we'll have a little contest. We'll let people guess what game it's going to be, and and if you guess right, uh, maybe there's a a print or a postcard or something we can send off to you uh, for that. We'll do a little... We'll make make it a little event. How does that sound? Uh, For for, uh, Cambridge Chronicles version 2. Sound cool? Yeah, I I mean, there's so much stuff to look forward to in season 2. I mean, we're talking about bringing in some new players. Uh, Even our girlfriends and wives are thinking about coming into it for a session or two. Um, There's a lot to look forward to, and I'm so stupid excited to bring new adventures to people. Yeah, if you can teach teach Lee, Tristan, and Alex how to play Dungeons & Dragons, then uh, you can teach anyone. And, and, uh, you know, if Blair's never sat down to record or play a game with you, that is a a crime. I want to hear what kind of character she comes up with, because it will be demented. Oh yeah, it's gonna be fun. And I once again, I gotta thank our Patreon supporters. I've friended a lot of them on Facebook and on Twitter. The support the Patreon people give is second to none. Like literally, you guys have done so much for me and the podcast and encouraging me, Alex, Lee, and Tristan to keep going. They wanna know what's gonna happen next. Especially another person I've gotta send a shout out to because she draws some fan art and has drawn fan art, Jennifer McMiler. Her her Twitter name is at Jelly Swirl, I think. Um, she did the smiling banthas for, the, for embers of the Jedi. She did the, I think it was Big Mike going after the Pidgey, or maybe that was Steve with was the Steve Pidgey. Steve and uh, Pokemon, yeah. Yeah, it was just so ridiculous. So big shout-outs to everybody who supports us. 
And, it doesn't uh, matter whether it's Terrible Warriors or Cambridge Chronicles. You are all superstars. Hang out on our Discord channel, too, because a lot of those people are hanging out there and, and enjoying themselves. You don't have to be a Patreon supporter to join us on Discord. Anyone can join us as a public channel. Patreon supporters just get a few extra perks uh, when uh, we want to record and broadcast through games or, or have little private conversations. Uh, uh, Patreon supporters can join in on that. Um, but for the most part, Discord is, is wide open. There's a lot of channels, a lot of places. We only really corner off one corner of, of that Discord channel for Patreon supporters. We don't. I don't want to put all of. I don't want to put Terrible Warriors behind a paywall. So, the no, exactly. the, the, the handful of things we do put behind uh, the Patreon wall are things like the debrief episodes because they're not really tied into the story. And if you don't want the DVD extras, you're not going to lose anything from the podcast. And and that's really what those are. So I know you're going to get more into depth at the end of Cambridge Chronicles with a full season one uh, debrief with the full uh, group of players and uh, 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 Patreon supporters can look forward to that uh the um it's ter- a long debrief too guys for the terrible warriors uh here on this feed that you're listening to next week we return to star trek adventures and uh we kick that off with an interview with aaron Polya, who wrote the last star trek adventures game we played and is part of the living campaign writing team and uh actually become kind of cool friends on facebook since he's a world war ii uh reenactor which is kind of cool and uh, uh he writes for star trek he's got he's really passionate about writing for star trek so we start off with that conversation with him and then into june we uh go into our next leg of the living campaign uh, uh an event called signals and uh uh, and then into uh, July, we've got the plays, the thing, and in August, uh, Dar- uh, Tom's uh, the Blood Wall, uh, assuming everything like that falls into place. So I have uh, been uh, Justin Eacock, and I'm not going to end this without final thoughts from er- uh, from Alex and Mike. Um, two more episodes remain in the Cambridge Chronicles. Are they going to do it? Are they going to save the world? I certainly hope so. <sighs> I love my players. I love my players. Just don't let me make many choices and we should be fine. (laughs) Simple. Don't let you fucking roll for anything and we'll be good. real easy. (laughs) If you wish upon a star, don't ask for basilisk eggs. They might help. They might still help. They're probably going to help. They're MacGuffins and you know it. Uh, (laughs) I've been Justin Eacock uh, here talking about the season finale of Cambridge Chronicles. Comes out in the next two weeks. And... uh, I have been joined by the uh, de facto leaders of the Cambridge Chronicles, uh, the founder of Terrible Warriors, the reason why you're still listening to this show, the Birdman himself. Mike the Birdman Don, and as I always say, live for your diehard, my friends. And of course, his uh, right hand in command, wait, that sounded real wrong. No, it uh, doesn't. His oh, boy. <laughs> executive officer, Alex. the Bearfucker himself. Yeah, Alex the Bearfucker slash whatever. I, I don't know. I gotta have a better name next season. Well, I really liked you were gravy move for a while, gravy? and then you and then you changed that yeah. to what turd or something. turd or treasure. Turd or treasure. Because <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. What is wrong with you? Uh, this is why I keep them all the way out in another podcast, folks. We'll see you next week with our interview with Aaron Paglia and Star Trek Adventures Returns. And until next time, here on the Terrible Warriors, dear listeners, be good to each other. <laughs>